Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Hello, and welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. I am grateful to have you here, and today is a very special episode. I'm here with my bestie, Jess, and I thought it would be fun for us to drop in here and record a friend's episode before she leaves for Italy on Monday. So welcome to the show, Jess. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I feel like, I don't know, like the guest of honor. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like VIP. Yeah, you are pretty VIP in my world, so I'm excited for other people to get to know you and um, get to learn more from you. So let's just start by why you're going to Italy in the first place. I feel like that's a good place to start. Yeah, I mean, I'm really serious about pizza, and so... (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I do like pizza, but... um, So I am a newlywed, and my husband lives in Italy, And we've been apart for seven months because of COVID. So I'm going on Monday so we can see each other. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. You guys have honestly been rocking the long long distance marriage life. Like, never mind long long distance relationship, but just like really like newly married right before COVID and thinking that you guys were going to see each other like a few months after that and then just like having a long distance relationship. So I just want to celebrate you and Carlissimo is our little nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Italian name. Carl in America. um, For like how epically you guys have been navigating your partnership together. And um yeah, it's pretty cool to be like an observer of a relationship that actually like really, really works long distance, even though it's like far from ideal and not what you guys desire, but you're making it happen. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, when you want to be in a relationship mm-hmm. and the universe gives you 6,000 miles for seven months, <laughs> you just kind of roll with it. Yeah. Um, what are you most excited about when you get to Italy? <laughs> Is this a trick question? No. <laughs> okay. Well, we can get the obvious out of the way. I'm excited to have sex. Okay. <laughs> after been, seven months? After seven months. Yeah. We were married for a month and then I flew back to San Diego. And so that's definitely... Top of the priority list. Yeah. Like, of course, I'm excited to see him and like spend time, but definitely excited to have sex. Um, I'm a human. And I'm excited to, like, be around Sicilian people. They're really cool and really friendly, and they feel like family. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to go to my favorite cafe and eat granita and brioche with whipped cream and, like, drink espresso and feel like a local. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've kind of been living, like, a double life since you met Carl. You guys have been going back and forth across the globe to be in love with one another so it's pretty awesome yeah i mean i feel like 
looking from the outside in, if this wasn't my life, I'd be like, damn, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but let's talk about like the realness of it, like what it's been like for you being apart and like emotionally what that's been like for you and how you've been like navigating that because I think a lot of people would find that to be definitely challenging, especially I feel like the more feminine emotion piece that, I mean, we all have, but... Oh, no, I don't um, have that. (laughs) We're happy all the time. I'm perfect, actually, so we can just end the podcast now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I would say that it definitely depends on my hormonal state, how I feel with our distance. Most of the time, I do feel really great. I, you know, I have my own space. Like I live alone and I have a new doggy and I have like a great life and I'm super independent and I like to spend a decent amount of time by myself. And Carl's also super independent. So most of the time we're both doing our own thing and we have our, you know, routine of when we get to talk to each other, there's a nine hour time difference. So most, I'd say like 90% of the time it's just a routine we've gotten used to. Like we live apart, we're trusting that it'll work out. Um, and then the other 10% of the time, hold on, let me rephrase this. A hundred percent of the time, Carl is great. <laughs> 90% of the time I'm great. And the other 10% of the time I'm like, babe, I can't do this. It's never like I can't do our relationship. It's like, I can't do this distance, this sucks. I hate this. I wanna cry, what the fuck? So I have like many tantrums 10% of the time. And then the rest of the time I'm like, oh my God, my life is so great. I live by the beach. I have great friends. Like I'm trusting the universe and we're going to see each other when the timing's divine. Mm. Yeah. I think it's so important because even when you're doing the deeper work and you're like really understand mindset work and really have your own spiritual practice or your own connection to the universe, whatever that looks like. Um, And I know your background is more in like the Buddhist realm or like that's where you first started when it came to spirituality. But even when that's true, like just like you said earlier, you know, there's the human part. And I think what's been really beautiful in our friendship is that there's been so many times where I've been in my shit and like you've held space and you've been a good in a good place and vice versa. And I just really love that about our friendship when it's like there is no um pretending that everything's okay. And I feel like we continue to navigate even more and more because sometimes when you're in your shit, you're like, yeah, I like to do things like, like to do it on my own. And I think it's been really beautiful lately. And why I've been feeling like even closer is like the more vulnerable that you've been able to get in those moments when it's challenging. Um, I get to like see more of that. And then I get to like, I like love you even more, which I think is interesting because I know in those situations, like the reason why we hide, I don't know what, what, what is it for you when you feel like you're kind of like in, in your stuff or when you're feeling emotional, like, what is it for you that makes you want to like avoid or. Yeah. I I mean, it's definitely like a perfection thing, right? I mean, that's the niche of my coaching business is coaching perfectionist, ambitious women. And I'm a perfectionist, ambitious woman. So I know (laughs) those women and I just don't want anyone to think that I'm actually a human being who has emotions because then maybe they won't like me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remember that all humans have emotions and I like them. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that, I mean, that's the work that I've been doing a lot this year is 
not letting my emotions like knock me off my stride like I'm allowing them to just be there and to be with them and just be like yeah like I'm having hard emotions they don't feel great but they don't have to stop me from like living my life and progressing in my business and my relationships and my friendships and Mm -hmm. there's always going to be hard emotions so I can't try to avoid them anymore Mm -hmm. it doesn't really work yeah I feel like one of the things that I've loved in our friendship too is there's been times where like maybe one of us was feeling or I don't know probably me or you it's happened at different times where like um we've felt or have been like oh I think she's like avoiding me or maybe she doesn't want to talk to me oh she's too busy for me and like the stories and then because we have a similar language and we've both done a lot of personal development work, we will be like, hey, so I was making up this story that you didn't like me and that you're too busy and you don't want to be my friend anymore. And then what will the other person say? Uh, what? <laughs> well, no. yeah, none of that's true. I mean, even tonight, we went to the beach today and then you dropped me at home and I was like, okay, well, Amy's probably busy tonight. And then you're like, you want to watch a movie? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, the stuff still comes up. Like, I mean, we have a really solid friendship and we've cultivated that over time because Jess's first impression of me, I love when she explains it because it's just funny how much it's evolved and changed. But we met when we were both doing a personal development. It was a leadership emotional intelligence program called ALA in San Diego. And that's how we met. And it wasn't love at first sight. No. <laughs> It was judgment at first sight for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I don't feel like you've ever shared your experience of me and maybe you didn't have one because you were not paying attention to me. Like maybe you were doing your own thing, but I saw you and I was like, and heard you talking about like what you do as a coach. And I was like, oh, this bitch, like (laughs) low cut jeans, like exposing her midriff with her like tied up flowy shirt and her mala beads all like coach woo woo (laughs) better than bow just super judgmental Mm -hmm. um but yeah i also think i had like a full face of makeup on so that everybody thought i was perfect as Mm. well so which is not my normal now yeah, I think my first impression was more of like the controller vibes. Like, what do you um, mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I have it all put together. I'm perfect. I, I don't. I don't control anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was my first impression, and um, yeah, it's been cool over time to just allow our friendship to like unfold and become what it is today. And I feel like we are both really independent, which I think is what works really well in our relationship. Is like we do have our own lives and while we know that the other person's available, it's like also we, we I feel like we're both responsible for our own emotions. Is that oh, yeah, so true? Totally. Yeah. I think that even as like a recovering fixer saver, mm-hmm. like when you're in your shit, like I want to save it and fix it, but I know that there's nothing that I can do other than be like, yeah, like I'm, I, I'm sorry you're having that experience. You want to come sit on my couch mm-hmm. or like you want to go on a walk. Where, like, the old me would, you know, definitely be like, well, let's try to solve your problems right now. I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it's – I don't remember the question. Um, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, I said we're both like independent in our yeah, totally. emotions yeah. or emotionally responsible. Yeah, I think that's such an important piece because I know that as friends, it's easy to like want to give advice or want to give solutions and suggestions. And I think there's a time and place for that. Like sometimes you'll ask me, okay, like what do you need? Right? Like when I'm really in my shit and I'm just like calling you and just sharing, like I'm really deep in it. You'll be like, okay, like, what do you need right now? Do you need me to listen? Do you, like, do you want like, you my opinion? Do you want me to tell you the do right I- thing to do? Because I know all the right answers <laughs> for your life. <laughs> do you want me to coach you? No, she doesn't ever ask that. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a variety of different um, things that you'll ask, which is helpful. And just like, how can I best love you right now? How can I best support you right now? So I really appreciate that. Um but yeah, that's like definitely the foundation. We do have similar tools that we use and obviously similar passions, but I want to highlight like the differences between us too, because I really, really appreciate. And I think the more that I've gotten to know you, even in the last like six months or so, um, just like your create creative side and the way that you, I mean, when I say creative side, just like she can do interior design stuff. We're actually sitting in my living room and she's helped me like put this thing together. It's coming together. It's almost together. Um, she can cut hair. When I Every time I see her, she's got a different thing that like she tells me, I'm like, wait, what else is on your resume? Like what else have you done? She's just like very experienced in so many different- I make really good smoothies because I worked at Jamba Juice. Yes. <laughs> Was it Watch the World? Witness, Witness the World. The- Okay. Is that a Jamba Juice like behind the scenes secret? Yeah. So when you you work at Jamba Juice and you get trained, you have to witness the world. So you feel like you have to see all the ingredients perfectly blended into a smooth puree in Mm -hmm. the blender for at least three seconds before you can pour it and serve it to a guest. Wow. But I worked there like 16 years ago or something, but that training really stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it worked every time she does. She Literally. makes a smoothie. She witnesses I the think world. About my job at Jamba Juice, making seven seventy five an hour. Oh my god, that was that's insane. Wage. Yeah, actually, I think it was seven twenty five, and I got a twenty five twenty cent raise. Yeah, what's up? You know what? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So yeah, so I was in the middle of my acknowledgement of your creative oh, side, and um, just like. I love because I feel like a lot of creatives don't also have like the practical like grounded side. So I feel like that um, brings like such a unique element and like something unique that you can add to not only our friendship, but feel like you're coaching as well. Just bringing in that creativity. Oh, Jess was on my team when my business was called Spiritual Nutritionist. Um, she was That's doing my great transition. graphic design. And um, yeah, it was so interesting because it was that time. That was the first time in my business where I ever really like hired someone to be on. I hired you and another employee at the same time um, doing private contract work for me. But it was one of those things where it was like, it didn't logically make sense financially to like bring on more team members, but I knew that I would be able to own, I'd only be able to grow to how I, to that next level if I took the risk and was like, okay, like I know that my business will grow if I have more support and here's what I need. And here we are and my business is growing. So I think I think that's actually something really cool that we do both talk about a lot is our mindset around money and finances and like navigating when the scarcity mindset does come up because for sure as an entrepreneur that's a huge part of the journey is like learning how to navigate the financial abundance mindset. So yeah, what are some of like your 
like you've done a lot of work around money mindset and you've also taken a lot of risks and you've like invested in yourself. So what are some of the things that have supported you in like trusting in that or in like letting go of the scarcity of having to, you know, whether it's work a nine to five or have a stable job and like taking the risk to be entrepreneurial, like what has been the biggest shift for you, I guess, in your money story? Yeah. This is a really, this could be like four episodes, but we'll all try to cut it down. I'd say that one of the most important things I did was um, start to really not only clean up my mindset, because, you know, I believe that if you're not working on your beliefs, then like no matter what you do in your actions, like you're still going to come back to like this, like feeling stuck because of our belief system. But I think that I started taking like radical responsibility for my debt and my finances and like actually like being willing to look at my bank account and being willing to like do my budgeting and just come like face to face with money because my relationship with money was like a three out of 10. Mm. I did like a relationship check-in. It was like really poor. And I think that being willing to do work around like shame and guilt around money was the practical aspect that needed to happen for me. And then as far as like taking risks and all that, like I've always been a risk taker. So for me, I wouldn't say it was like new, but what I would say for someone who doesn't take risks is like, you have to be willing to bet on yourself and work on your mindset enough to believe that you're capable of pulling it off. Mm -hmm. Even if pulling it off doesn't look like what you think it looks like. Like when I did creative work for you, I like threw together a creative agency real quick and had like five clients. And then I like, like referred her all my friends. I was like, yeah. my friend Jess is doing this thing. Like you guys want her? Yeah. Like just classic entrepreneur moment where I was like leaving one job and one career that I had had and one like business I had been working on that I kind of felt like a failure in, in a lot of ways, but also learned so many skills, like all the skills I needed. It was one of those like moments where I looked back and I could even now, like I can look back and connect the dots over the last like seven years of my life and be like, Oh, that happened so that that could happen so that I could be proficient at this. And I, now I'm great at sales because of this. And, um, I'd say the biggest thing with money mindset is one, like being willing to actually like face your finances in a practical way. And then also be willing to bet on yourself and take risks and know that like you have to do, you have to take the risk before the universe actually delivers the thing you want. Mm. Cause like if you keep waiting, like, Oh, I, you know, let's say you want to invest in like a $3,000 coach and you're like, I don't know. It feels like a really big stretch, but then it's like, you're waiting somehow to get that money, but it never happens. And then five years later, you're like, well, I've never done anything and mm -hmm. I still feel stuck. Yeah, I really wanted to highlight that because you are resourceful AF and for your first personal development and not just your first personal development program that you did, I think it was Landmark, right? Mm -hmm. um, like you didn't have the money and you figured it out. So what was that exchange? I think you said you sold like a, a package of haircuts or something. Yeah, so that was in 2014. That was So I had like heard, I'm sure many of you listening have heard of Landmark. If you haven't, it's another like emotional intelligence training program. Um, and my boyfriend at the time introduced me and I had like heard about it for probably four to five months. And I finally like made the decision, like, I'm going to make this happen. Like I need this. My life is not working. Um, and I was sitting next to this woman at like an information session 
And we just started talking and I was like, yeah, I'm a new hairdresser. And she's like, oh my God, I need a haircut. I was like, would you be interested? And she had already done this work at this program. And so she's like, oh, are you going to do it? And I was like, yeah, I just don't have the money. And so we just like struck up a deal right there. And she bought like a pack of 10 haircuts and paid for like paid in full for them. And then I had the money to do the program. And it was one of those things where everyone says like, oh, when you make the decision, like just make, make the decision, draw the line in the sand, burn the ships, like all those analogies. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a really good example for me where I was like, I need this. I'm doing this. Okay. Universe, like how can we make this happen? And then it was like, oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really want to go back to one of the things that you said earlier, um, which was like, you get to take the step before like the universe knows that you're serious. So there's a lot of people who say they want stuff, but they're more in the phase of like, I wish this will happen. I hope it's going to happen. Like it sounds really nice. Like it sounds great. Or one day this is going to happen. And then because that's their mindset, they don't ever take the step forward. And they're like, oh, when all of the stars line up in the sky and when it's divine timing, then the universe is going to come swoop me off my feet and I'm going to have everything I want. And that's obviously exaggerated, but it really is that. It's like this idea that you're going to have the budget lined up. That's my favorite one. It's like, oh, it doesn't fit in my budget. Yeah, of course it doesn't because that's your next up level. And the work that we do as coaches, and this isn't just about coaching. This is any personal development work that you do. It's going to be a stretch because it's taking you to your next level. And finances are obviously are often the biggest thing that get in the way because they're a fear-based scarcity mindset. So, um, some of the cool things that I've seen with my clients who have leaned into that fear and like not let that stop them. They're like, I'm committed to doing this. And this is what I know is going to change my life. And I like, I believe in myself. I'm betting on myself. Like you mentioned earlier, like money comes to them. Like I have, you know, a client who she ended up, she, got another client very shortly after we got off the phone or, you know, it, it always works out. And I like to have like people ask them themselves. The question is like, have you ever really run out of money? Has it ever like completely not been there for you? And to be honest, for some people that has been the case. And maybe there's times where you ask for support and like, that's also okay. And I also want to mention that like the universe brings you money in different ways. So like you might think like, Oh, if I don't have the money, then I can't afford it. And also you might be in a place where you're uncomfortable receiving support from family or friends or people who want to support you, who love you and want to support you. And if you're not willing to receive that money, like the universe could be giving you that money through different sources, but you're blocking the abundance coming to you. So I just wanted to share that as well, because it's not so clear as, oh, when all the money lines up in my budget, then I can afford it. It's like, well, you're probably spending that on other stuff that's not as important to you if you really, if you were to look at your finances in the first place, right? If it was really important to you, you could probably figure it out. Um, and yeah, I guess the last thing that I wanted to share here because there's, um, you know, the energetics of money is really interesting. But when we talk about debt, because that's not a huge part of my story, but I know it's something that like you've worked through and it's really beautiful to see how you relate to money in such a different way now than you used to. And um, like the energy of like debt is like if you're spending your money going shopping or just like being, um, like frivolous with your money or just not being intentional with your money, like that type of debt has a completely different energy 
than debt when you're like, hey, I'm willing to bet on myself. I believe in myself and I trust that I'm going to become this next version of myself, which also means that my finances are going to up level and I'm going to be surrounded by other people who are successful too. And being in that environment is going to up level my money mindset. So just, yeah, just talking about like the different energetics of debt and like, I'm not encouraging anyone to go into financial debt just because, or, but I would also say that, you know, like there's a lot of times where that holds people back from living the life that they're meant to live. And it it is a personal choice, but I guess I'd love for you to speak into that just because that's more of your story than mine. And, um, yeah, I'll definitely dive into like my money mindset on a separate episode, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. I think a lot of the women, and I think it's pretty common to like attract clients who have similar stories and backgrounds to us and similar, you know, similar stuff in that regard. And, um, I think, I don't want to say all my clients, but a lot of the clients that come into my space have debt or have had debt and have shame around it and have like guilt around it. And there is an energetic difference definitely between, um, having some debt that is, you know, to hire a coach or to do something or to go to school and not like necessarily traditional college, but to like a certification program or a training, like a continuing education program so that you can grow your business or your career and your skill set. Um, that debt energetically to me definitely feels like supportive because I know that it's giving me the tools that I need to then create the money to pay the debt plus a lot more. It's like a very small investment compared to the, the ROI. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that um, what was the question again? <laughs> Just your relationship to debt and Got like the yeah, different yeah. energies of debt. Um, I like go on tangents and I'm like, what was the root question? <laughs> a diagram. <laughs> no, we're just flowing here. We also, don't have questions. You have a sparkle right on your upper lip. I'm so sparkly. You just have one little sparkle. You're like Marilyn Monroe. Glitter. <laughs> um, you know, I like that sparkle life. Yeah. You're like, fairy dust over here if you're listening to this episode you are getting initiated into the fairy dust face clan yeah well it's 8 8 it's the lion's gate portal so this episode is just gonna be like blast off you know rocking your world yeah um the cosmos so money relationship yeah i think that it comes back to yeah betting on yourself and knowing that if you're willing to do the work and when i say do the work i don't just mean like read a book or only listen to a podcast, like all of these things, like listening to this podcast and reading a book and like buying self-paced courses, all those are important parts. And I do all those things and having support from somebody who has the results in their life. So like Amy and I have both worked with um, a woman named Nicole, and I don't know if Amy's talked about her much before, but she's somebody who has been a mentor to me. And, um, I know Amy, she's been a mentor to Amy as well. And she's someone who kind of provided an example for me of what it looked like to talk about money in a really neutral way and just be like, yeah, these are just numbers. They don't mean anything like debt is completely neutral. It doesn't mean anything. And then you get to decide how you want to feel about it and how you want to think about it. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I do that with everything else in my life. So why am I not doing it with my finances? And I just decided like, I'm going to be debt free. Debt doesn't have to feel scary. I'm responsible with money. Like I just, like all things, decided to start creating some new beliefs around it. And then because I had those new beliefs, my actions started changing mm-hmm. because 
I was like, well, if I'm a woman who's responsible with her money, then I guess I should probably do my budget when I say I'm going to do my budget. And I guess I should probably pay my bills on time and actually show up for my business and do all the things that a responsible woman who is smart with her finances would do. Mm. So I think it all comes back to like ways of being and ways of believing about ourselves, which, you know, has been the foundation of everything Mm -hmm. I've done. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest shift for both of us, because we've actually both been in spaces where we've worked on our money together um, and also individually, but... Oh my God, that was almost, that was over a year ago that we did that retreat. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Wow. Time is just interesting concept at this point. <laughs> I feel like you've at least 10x your monthly income since then. Yeah, I probably have. <laughs> I've, de- uh, probably, I've 5xed for sure my income since then. A year ago. So crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And it's really fun to see you generating income, doing something that you're good at, that you love, where you're making a difference. And like, I know it's easy when you're like starting out as a coach to be in whether it's comparison or like I should be, you know, I should have more clients by now or and like, I just want to reflect back to you that you're totally crushing it being a like beginner in the coaching world. But what I said to you, especially like when you finally made the choice, you're like, all right, I'm freaking doing this. Like, I'm actually going to claim that I'm not going to be behind the scenes in other people's businesses. Like I'm going to create my own business and that's what feels best. Um, I thought that that was really powerful because you had had all of these other experiences in your career in different forms of jobs and they set you up for success to be successful in your business. And I think in your mind, maybe you were like starting out as a business owner or starting out as a coach. But like when I see you, I just see like so much and it's not even potential. It's like real tangible talent that you have. And now it's just being applied to a business and like learning how to put all those pieces together and believe that it's possible. And like that's a big part of your process. But yeah, I mean, I think that's so important. One of the things that we wanted to talk about today was comparison and like, Mm. you know, especially when you're starting out a business and I mean, whether it's the coaching industry, it could be, you could be an artist, you could be a musician, you can, it's so easy to just look at the people who have been in the industry for a long time and just like, whether it looks like they're crushing in it and they're not, (laughs) hello, Instagram, um, or if they are um, really doing well and you just feel really far behind, like, just the reminder that that isn't, that doesn't serve you to growing, you know, and there's many times where, you know, we talk about, you know, I mute people on Instagram when I feel triggered by them because it's not supportive of my growth. And, um, that's a thing, especially, I mean, think in any industry, I mean, that goes for even if you're working in corporate and you have imposter syndrome and you think everyone else is like perfect and doing amazing when everyone really feels like an imposter too. So yeah. So for, I mean, I guess we can dive in to comparison and how that shows up in like, whether it's our friendship or just in as women who, you know, are ambitious women who like always want to strive to like be the best and do the best and, you know, be the best versions of ourselves, but also feel successful and fulfilled. So yeah. What is, how does comparison show up for you or what are some of the things that you do to support you when that does come up for you? Yeah, I would say that it definitely comes up a lot less nowadays because I, again, the the main thought that I use when I start noticing the comparison and the judge self-judgment and the 
like criticism coming in because I, you know, see someone on Instagram or I, I think it's a lot less of seeing people on Instagram now because I do my best to just stay off of Instagram when I'm not actually using it for business or like looking at cool photography or something like that. Um, but if I'm like around friends or colleagues or like other people in the coaching world, I just remind myself, like, I don't know their story. I don't know what they've been through to get here. And I also remind myself, like, if they can do it, I can do it. Like, I think that's the biggest one for me. Like if it's possible for them, it's possible for me. And that's like how I shift back into like possibility and abundance. And I know that when I, even with you, like there's been times where I'm like, oh, damn, Amy just had like a, like multiple, 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 multiple five figure launch and is like <laughs> crushing it. And I'm like, fuck. And, you know, our brain has this natural tendency to want to look for everything that is going to kill us because our brain wants to keep us alive, which my brain does all the time. <laughs> um, every, every moment. Um, Today she thought she was going to die on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> like just, I didn't like give it much thought, but I was like, what am I going to die? Right? Like, I don't know. That's a whole other story, but like my brain, human brains want to look for danger and comparison is how our brain does that. And I think that I notice my brain wanting to go there, even with my friends, with Amy, with any of my other friends. Cause I'm like, Oh wow. Like, right. The same conversation, like, Oh, she's further along or she has more clients or she's made more money. And then I'm like, that's her journey. And I don't ever come at it and these are literally like conversations with myself. Like I have, we have little chit chats, me and me. <laughs> like I'm like, Hey Jess, she's in a different place. Like she's having her own life experience. You're doing awesome. Like I also am from the Valley and I say like a lot. So I keep hearing it come out like, 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 yeah, like, Oh my God. Um, one of the things too, if you're a coach or you're someone who has clients, one of the things I've been focusing on a lot lately is just um, the impact that I'm making on my clients. And, you know, if I see someone, I'm like, oh, well, Amy enrolled 14 people in her program and I only enrolled six. And then I think like, well, those six women's lives are about to fucking change. Mm -hmm. And if I just focus on the people who didn't enroll or what didn't happen, then it puts me into this space of feeling, you know, like a victim or feeling bad or feeling like I didn't work hard enough or thinking like someone else is doing something better than me when in reality I'm like that's a group of people's lives who are literally about to radically transform because they said yes so I get to focus on that because when I focus on that then more awesome results happen Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I mean I think one of the things that is so important with comparison is like not like just putting people on pedestals as if like Mm. they don't also have tough times or they don't also have challenges or that it wasn't challenging for them to get there. Like everyone does have their own journey and their own process. And like, you're not seeing the whole picture. So I think that is a great thing to remind yourself of is like, there's, you know, they're, they have dirty laundry too, you know, like, I hate doing laundry. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I think, you know, everyone has dirty laundry and I think if we can remind ourselves of like the humanness of it and I love like everyone is on their own path and, um, super powerful reminders. I think that it's going to be probably a lifelong game to really continuously to come back to that knowing. And I was talking to a client today or this week about this when like we all have our own Dharma and like our own, um, mission and our own purpose. And, 
it doesn't always look the same as other people's. Even if it's in the same package, whether it's coaching or whether it's um, healing, like we all have our own way that we only we can do that. And when we focus on that, that we all have our own unique offerings and focus more on honing in on that, then like we're going to create a bigger impact and have more abundance and like feel better about our lives anyways. So it's a, it's a challenging one, but I would say same as you, like that chatter is probably for me, I would say like 80% to 90% less than it used to be. Like that used to just like eat me up. It's like barely there these days. Mm -hmm. When it does sneak in though, I'm like, Oh, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. I didn't invite you. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> Ooh, good one. Um, yeah. Oh, we watched a Master of None tonight, an episode or two. That noise that I just made kind of reminded me of Deb. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I'm gonna be super bummed when you go to Italy in like two days, but I also know that I'm really excited for you to reconnect with your husband, um, and also just like have the space to, um, like allow creativity to flow through you and to really like connect to this next evolution of yourself. I feel like we're always changing when you get back. We're probably like going to be, you're going to be a different person. I'm going to be a different person. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Is this episode going to be coming out after? No, it'll be coming out on Monday, like in two days when when you're leaving. She's probably getting on the plane right now while you're listening to this. I just didn't, nobody know. I mean, some people know I'm going to Italy, but it's not social media public yet it's not fb official fbo (laughs) or igo so i was just wondering when the people are going to find out because this is not social media public yet oh italy oh my god but it is did we just spoil it spoiler alert okay spoiler alert whoever follows jessica on social media don't share it yet until she shares it no i mean you can share it i just didn't want to tell anyone oh (laughs) (laughs) i totally have that up Well, I just didn't want to jinx that I would like get into Italy because of everything with COVID, but now I have an official letter. So there's no, I just you, yeah. don't care. I, I mean, just wanted it to be a good surprise. Well, it probably will be because not everyone and their mom listens to this podcast. What so. do you mean? Oh, your mom listens? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. She just texted me right Hi, now. Hi, mom. Her mom has the same name as me too. So oh, yeah. hey, Amy. I was like, oh yeah, she does. <laughs> I just call her mom. <laughs> Oh, well, um, for everyone who's listening, hopefully you guys got to uh, some value from hearing the insider scoop of our friendship and the different dynamics at play. And we are always evolving and growing. So I will definitely have Jess back on the podcast. And when I get back from Italy, we'll have the next version of me and you. Yeah, we'll have episode. I don't know what episode will be, but it'll be part two. Or as the Italians say, do it. Do it. Okay. She's starting to speak Italian. <laughs> it's happening. Um, anything else you want to share? Anything else that you want the listeners to know before you... I mean, definitely give this podcast a five-star rating and a review. I, pay, sure. I paid her to say that. Yeah. Send me the check. Yeah. She was like, what do you want to talk about on this podcast? I was like, I don't actually care what we talk about, but if at the end you can really give like a little you know, support for the rating and review <laughs> thing, then that'd be That's great. That's all that matters. <laughs> Yeah, no, but seriously, we just thought we'd hop on here and share some love and share kind of a little bit more about our lives and how 
mindset and spirituality and everything has really transformed both of our lives. And, you know, if you feel inspired by anything that we've shared tonight, I just want to remind you that like, it's all available for you. And, um, yeah, we've just been on the journey already and your wherever you are at on your journey is totally perfect. So, um, leave us a review send us notes on Instagram, old school slide style, in slide in the DM, old school style. Yeah. Send us notes, pigeon notes. Yeah. 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 So, um, come on over and say hi. I'm going to have Jess in the show notes. I'll drop her handle. Um, and come on over, say hi to us. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao for now. Ciao.